Mutiny, Mutiny Radio FM. .fm, an online radio station streaming this live into the ears of who knows how many people are listening. Who listens to this live? I don't know. Ah! But also out to each beautiful face that's here tonight. Thank you to uh, the Facebook group. I posted that post this morning, and you guys all saw it. I'm assuming that's why you're here, right? Yeah, wow, the internet, what a tool, what a magical tool. I saw this app the other day, oh my God, it's amazing. You have to find it in the app app. Uh, I, I forget what the, what the name of it is, but you just, give, you just put in your social security number and it turns your face into a can of soup. It's amazing, you have to, you guys have to check it out. Um, all right, my name's Joanna. I'll be your host for the evening. Sign your name on this sheet. Um, yeah, and then give that back to me because I don't know who's first and I don't know where the pen is. Somebody's got it. He's got a pen, but he's working on his set, so don't bother him. Temperamental. There was a fight that went down here. Did you guys see that on the internet? There was a fight. Somebody got upset and punched a comedian. So... Keep your eyes open tonight, people. Anything could happen. Mutiny Radio, um, if you want to support this mic uh, and you don't have like bills or dimes, you can take a picture of yourself performing or ask somebody, post it, you know, hashtag Mutiny Radio, tag Mutiny Radio, location, set your picture to Mutiny Radio. Um, if you do come carrying coins or bills, you can shove some in here. This is a completely uh, like nonprofit hole in the wall, very rare to find in San Francisco still these days. So keep it coming financially. Those of you listening, there is a donate button somewhere on the website. Click it and give us your money. Yay, we got a quarter coming up on this stage. That is gonna help and I appreciate it. Um, any other business to take care of? I feel like I'm at like a, a Mormon meeting. Do you guys know that in, in, in Mormonism they don't have like a preacher or anybody designated to um, like lead the congregation? It's just people. They stand up and, and give the little speeches. So I kind of feel like I'm like, okay, well, stand up, Sandra. Sandra, everybody turned 12 this week. And that you know what that means. She gets to put on her safety underwear. Everybody give Sandra a big round of applause. Yay. She is not going to get touched by those dirty Hollywood liberal elites. Mormonism. Latter-day Saints. Jesus Christ. They're Christians. Um, all right, well, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, internet trolls, put your hands together, start clapping now for John Gallagher! Woo! Yes! Thank you, everybody. Boy, oh boy, what a treat, huh? Hey guys, uh, clap once if you can hear me, huh? Clap twice if you can hear me. 
Cool. I'm a substitute teacher because lean into the look, you know? That's how you get people to listen. You make them clap. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, something like uh, you have ter- tons of terrible children all the time. The weirdest thing you realize is like, oh, God, these children are awful, and I may have to die in a school shooting massacre for these monsters, you know? Because how awful is it to think about, like, get, fucking you got to die for Antonio? Antonio's a fucking piece of shit. Fuck that kid, you know? It's the worst idea in the world. And no matter where you rest on the issues of, uh, you know, school shootings, and let's be honest, there's good people on both sides, okay? Uh, whatever side you choose, you know, uh, whatever you whatever you lean, you know, at least one thing we can all agree on is that you cannot spell school shooting without spelling cool shooting. That's just true, you know? That's just a true thing. If you spell school shooters, it also has a cool hooters in there, too, which honestly would really spice up a lot of those school shootings, get those kids some nice floppy naturals to look at. And uh, flop naturals is the weirdest way to say tits, right? I think that's, yeah, it's gross. You can feel my spine curving as I say it, naturals. <laughs> it's cool. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I saw the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Anybody guys see that movie? Yeah, good, good movie. I liked it a lot. This is how good that movie was. We're watching the movie in Oakland. Uh, in the back of the theater, uh, we just hear this voice go, "He help, he's having a stroke. And we turn around, and a man is having a stroke in the movie. And here's the thing, nobody does anything, huh? Because it's Quentin Tarantino. It's a great movie. We're sitting there, it's the last 20 minutes. I'm not going to waste $12 for this guy dying. Let him die, you know? And so we're watching it. Movie theater doesn't do anything. People are putting their phone lights on him. He's just like, ah. But... The movie light, they start brightening the theater slowly, so like start turning up the lights slowly. Movie theater lights brightening, man's life dimming. You know what I mean? That's that's what's happening. And so the EMTs come in carrying stretchers. The EMTs stop watching the movie. They're watching the movie because it's great. It's Quentin Tarantino, you know? You got to watch it. It's a good film. Do you think anybody would have listened to Jesus if he was short and fat? No, no way. <laughs> I don't think so. Because I was watching a, I was watching that movie Mind Hunter, uh, the show Mind Hunter, and uh, like uh, Charles Manson. I didn't realize he was so short, and also he didn't kill anybody, but he still had all this influence. And he's like this fucking five foot three little lunatic that people are like listening to. And you're like, yeah, the devil of course uses short people. God only uses tall, beautiful people. You know what I mean? Like nobody would listen to him if he was like a little fat guy going, hey, listen to me. I gotta be nice to each other. Like shut the fuck up, you short fat douchebag. Be quiet. He's like, I made you all snacks. Like, of course you did, you fat fuck. (laughs) Of course you made. I made food for everybody. Did you? I think you're going to eat it all. You fucking. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, it's weird that, you know, like, uh, the greatest generation was supposedly in World War II. You know, they beat the Nazis, and that's cool. Well, I think, yeah, we're the greatest generation, aren't we? We're going to kill the planet. I think that's awesome. That's, we've defeated the greatest opponent of all. You know, I mean, yeah, they didn't fucking, they didn't take out a, an entire world. You know, we did that. It's excellent. I, uh, I think it's so funny that, like, you know, in order to, they say to uh, save the planet, you got to be like, you know, you got to take uh, consume less meat, reduce your carbon footprint and all that stuff. It's weird that like saving the planet is just to get ripped, you know, <laughs> like it's just to, like get ripped and then never have sex. You know what I mean? It's like get ripped. Don't make more people just like kind of be Mormon. That's like right. That's kind of a weird thing. Just be jacked and, and beautiful. Eat plants and just kind of chill, dude. <laughs> I, uh. I was thinking about fetishes. I don't. Th- I think fet- every fetish is started out as a joke because I don't think anybody just like pops out of the womb and is like, "I want to fuck a foot." <laughs> like, I feel like somebody did it as a joke and they're like, "What if I just did this?" And they're like, "Oh God, now I need this." Like, that's you can't come without it. You know, somebody just fucks a foot one time and then they can only blast off when they smell, you know, the gym and toes. That's all they. 
So I like I'm saying that now because I got a cute little puppy right here. <laughs> oh. Uh, like I was, I'm, I look at this subreddit called Dinosaurs Fucking Cars, uh, and it's just amazing. It's a joke now, but it's going to be the only thing I can come to in like a month. I already know that. You know, I think it's already inevitable. Uh, yeah, it's gonna, there's no turning back. And uh, it's weird because it's these lovingly illustrated dragons, just fucking lame cars. Is that weird to anybody else? Like, all these dragons are just like boning four-door sedans and station wagons and stuff. It's like, why do these dragons have low self-esteem? Like, what? If you're gonna indulge your fantasy world, why don't you indulge it to the fullest? Why do you use your? Why do you use the power of flight to fly to the bus stop? You know what I'm saying? It's cutting yourself short, which is weird. The only thing I can think of is like, you know, the lamp. The every they have different sexual zones, pleasures that they need to be. You know, maybe maybe making a Lamborghini comes really hard. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I never thought about that. I never thought about the pleasure centers of a, of a fucking, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm moving on. I, uh, I'd like, I'm just waiting for like the fetish to take over my life though. Cause like, I want to have like spicing up the part of the, you know, the relationship, the sexual relationship just to be like, all right, honey, we're going to spice it up. She's like, Ooh, what are we going to do? Like uh, handcuffs or like uh, put in like a blindfold. I'm like, no, uh, I'm going to paint my body green, put on dragon wings. And I need you to act like a Ford Taurus for about 15 minutes. The safe word is honk, and you'll park yourself in neutral for a little while, okay? All right, bye. Thanks. Yes! Kinky stuff. Kinky stuff. Um, yeah, safe words. My safe word is Winnie the Pooh with my partner. Um, yeah, kinks are strange. Yeah, I definitely don't think people come out of the womb wanting to fuck toes. But somewhere along the line, your brother steps on your foot really hard, and that line of pleasure and pain gets a little confusing. Fast forward 20 years later, you're fucking a foot! Anybody else? Just me, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I have weird brother Like, I, I will, I'm trying to be more honest in my comedy. I look at, like, real like I type like real incest into the porn hub because I had like a weird like brother love I guess I mean I don't really want to fuck my brother but I am kinked in that way it's one of my problems I guess I should talk to my therapist about it but I'm talking to you so that's what comedy is free speech thank god we live in America who's for Hong Kong's liberation that guy. All right. Uh, coming up to the stage next, her name rhymes with Bluesan. Everybody, give it up for a low. No, no. It's actually it's no. I thought your last name. I got, I got confused. It's not. <laughs> her. Okay. So I got confused. I'm a little dyslexic. I saw Elizabeth Simone and I thought Suzanne. So everybody, put your hands together, start cheering, give her some energy, give her some love. Her name is Elizabeth Simone and she's here to rock your socks off. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Simone. Um, uh, happy uh, straight pride. It's, uh, it's tomorrow, the parade's tomorrow. Um, yeah. I uh, I was thinking about straight pride, and I was thinking, you know, like, don't we, why do we need that parade? Don't we already have that? That's what St. Patrick's Day is. <laughs> um, I'm also wondering, like, what are their chants 
uh, we're here, we drink beer, get used to it. Um, or we're here, we've had a hegemonic control of everything for millennia, get used to it. Uh, yeah, but so, 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 so this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the straight pride parade is actually like the gayest thing ever. Um, and here's the evidence. So one, I only heard about men organizing this parade. Like, has anyone heard of like a single woman who wanted to be involved in the straight pride parade? It's just dudes. Uh, two, they all wanted Brad Pitt to be their mascot, okay? So it's a bunch of dudes who want Brad Pitt. Um, evidence number three, when Brad Pitt said, hell no, they said, we'd like Milo Yiannopoulos, who in addition to being a white supremacist piece of shit is also an openly gay man. Like... <laughs> Yeah, like, why couldn't you choose a straight white supremacist piece of shit? There's plenty of them to go around. Oh, uh, yeah, straight pride parade. So glad that I live in the Bay Area and not in some horrible, red, conservative town like Boston, which is where the straight pride parade is. Um, so I, um, I live in Oakland and, um, that's not important for what I'm about to tell you, but my, um, we have a gate in front of our house and it's covered in Ivy and our mailbox is behind the gate. Um, so there's like a slot and the, the mail, the mail person puts the mail in the slot and, um, I came home last week and there was a notice from our um, postal post office saying that they were suspending delivery because the ivy on the gate was completely overgrown. Like they couldn't, they couldn't ask, access the mailbox. So I took a picture of the the notice, sent it to my landlord, and I thought, okay, like they'll they'll trim the ivy a little bit. I came back the next day and that bush was totally waxed. Like, completely gone. My box is totally exposed. <laughs> it's right there. You can't miss it. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just digging a deeper hole for myself on this one. Um, I was in the Tenderloin the other day, and a guy passed me by, and he said, Hey, uh, you look healthy. <laughs> is that a cat call? <laughs> I think that in the post Me Too era, it's like guys still want a cat call, but they're like, how do I do this in a nice way? <laughs> like, hey, baby, you have nice gums. You must floss. <laughs> like, hey, I like your knees. Do you do your physical therapy exercises every day? Oh, uh, yeah, healthy cat calls. Um, so how much time do I have? Two minutes. two minutes. Okay. What is two minutes long? Um, hmm. Okay, I'll tell this. I don't think it's two minutes. Um, I was thinking about male privilege the other day, you know, as you do when you don't have something, think about it. And I was wondering, like, is there a female privilege? Like, is that, is that a thing? And I think there is. I think there's some female privilege. Um, so one thing is I can go to a playground without a child of my own and just stare at kids. <laughs> That's pretty cool privilege. Um, 
I can also check out other women on the street and not be creepy. Um, and, and that's it. Those are, those are the female privileges. Checking out cute kids and checking out cute ladies. Would I trade it all for equal pay? Oh, I really, I like checking out cute kids and cute women. Um, anyway, I'm Elizabeth Simone. That's my time. Give it up for your host. There he is. Yeah, I love the jazz in between. Thank you. Oh, this show is brought to you by a golden retriever named CBD. Or just CB? CB. <laughs> CB. Killing the game. I think about, I think about cat, I miss being cat called. You know, the Me Too movement really fucked up my confidence. Nice Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, because maybe cat calling is like the equivalent of when you walk past a flower that's like, like you're like intrigued by that flower and you like stop and you smell that flower. Did I stop and smell the flower before it? No, but why am I, you know, it's like I'm just paying respect to this rose and that's how I interpreted it, you know? I was like, thank you. You know, I did, you know, I was a little scared that they would rape and maim me, but that's society's problem. These people saying like, hey, looking good, mama see that looking good, or hey, like, you know, it's like, I am a piece of meat. <laughs> I am, we all are. I read something on the internet that was like, I used to have the babysitter that made me the best steak in the world. And every time I would ask her what it was, she would look at me dryly and say, people. And then I found out later on that she got arrested for homicide. Oh, that's, I think, my phone going off saying it's time all right ladies and gentlemen coming up to the stage is let's put your hands together for the beautiful the hot the beautifully hot Richelle Benway thank you kind of bummed out I'm not seeing your mermaid thing uh so uh who here lives with roommates I live with roommates. I can't afford to live without roommates. I have one roommate who's studying to be a shaman. <coughs> he keeps trying to work his stuff out on me. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like you can help me find my spirit animal when you can't even scoop the cat box, you know? Like, how are you going to line my chakras when you don't even know how to load the dishwasher? Okay. Uh, so he's... Uh, my other roommate is African-American. He was sharing with me some of his uh, stories of how his life has been affected being profiled. It was a really good share. And then uh, and I realized, you know, I, I know exactly what you mean. <coughs> like when I get into an Uber, they immediately change the music to Adele. <laughs> and uh, my... My roommate explained to me that's not because you were also a chubby redhead. It's because you look like you've failed at a lot of relationships. <laughs> so it's not wrong. Uh, I have failed a lot of relationships. I used to date this guy who was much younger. Uh, at first, I was kind of worried that he had like mommy issues. Turns out he, he just likes chubby girls. <laughs> I'm kidding. I look just like his mom. <laughs> so. 
Uh, yeah, since then, I've dated almost exclusively much younger men. I mean, at this point, <clears throat> my body isn't so much a wonderland as it is a bouncy house. So, there's been a lot of young men in there on the verge of throwing up. So, thank you. That's a maniacal laugh in the back. It's just giving me life right now. Uh, yeah, okay, so I, ha I have a lot of roommates because it is expensive to live here. I have some friends that had to go to Mendocino to be able to afford to purchase a house. <coughs> uh, there, it's an old onion farm and the roof has leaks and the porch has ramp ramps. Uh, so that seems like a dad joke and that actually I wrote that but I did run that by my dad and uh, he was very diplomatic. He said, you know what? I like that joke you have about fucking younger dudes. I, that one was a good one. You should stick to that stuff. Uh, I thought about being a sugar baby at one point. It turns out dudes, they don't pay by the pound. <coughs> um, people freak out about relationships. They uh, had this male friend of mine who was yelling about his stupid whore ex-girlfriend and like yelling at me like I was her. And finally I'm like, listen, I need you to stop and start over and this time pull my hair. <laughs> She's dirty. <coughs> uh, what else do I have here? Uh, I'm I just going to do one more. Um, I was in the grocery store and that song Pretty Woman comes on and this, this guy, I've, I've never even met him before, he just walks right up to me and he goes, you know, this, this song reminds me of you. You look just like Roy Orbison. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be it, thank you. Anything you want, you got it. Anything you need, you got it. Anything at all, you got it, baby. That song really messed me up as a kid. Yeah, it's one of my first earliest memories. My dad and brothers over the crib singing that song to me. And I have expected men to give me everything I want ever since then. It's, it's true, it's true, I blame it all on Roy. All right, <clears throat> we're gonna move on. Jesse Wayman, give it up! Bring it on the stage for this kind gentleman, Jesse Wayman, everybody! Thank you. Yeah, our, our host is great. She's like if every theater kid just stayed that way. It's fantastic. <laughs> You're like every person in my improv 101 class. This is this is dope. Uh, uh, I'm actually not from, I'm from Seattle, so thanks guys for having me. I actually did my first set here like three three years ago, so it's awesome to be back. Um, I was doing cocaine last night, and yeah, I was starting cocaine, dude. I was doing it with this rolled up $1 bill, and my friend, he stops me, and he hands me a $100 bill, and he's like, hey, bro, use this instead. And I was like, oh, shit, dude, like, this is about to be the same. <laughs> This is the same. Why are you showing off? And he was like, I'm not showing off. This is actually practical because $1 bills get passed around by poor people all the time. And $100 bills rarely change hands, so I'm actually protecting you from germs. Uh, and I was like, dude, why would I care about germs? I'm snorting cocaine 
in a bathroom stall at a nightclub right now. Like, why, why do I care about these germs? But I feel like I don't care about germs anytime I do any kind of drug or alcohol because I remember one time I was on a date and with this girl and she was drinking a beer out of a cup and she took a sip and then she actually spit the beer back into the cup because I said something hilarious. And then um, because I had been doing drugs, later that night I was actually holding the cup and I'm not proud of this, but I, uh, I didn't drink it, but I did eat her butt later, so. <laughs> I feel like I only would have done that intoxicated. I would have done it sober. I don't care. Uh, I, I, uh, oh, I was on Google earlier today. I was trying to learn how to make a woman come. And the first time I Googled, the first time I Googled how to make a woman come, I was 16. But I do it every year just in case I come out with something new. And I, I was reading this one article. It's titled "Guaranteed uh, Way to Make uh, Female Ejaculate 2017." So I was a little out of date, but whatever, it was fun. Uh, and I learned this one technique. I'll share with you guys this technique that, that I learned where you're supposed, to, you're supposed to take one finger and you, you place it inside of the lady and you make like a come here motion like that, right? You don't have to stand like that. I don't know why I'm standing like that. L leverage, I don't know. But simultaneously, while you're, while you're doing that, you're supposed to just, you're supposed to just kind of, you know, you're just supposed to just fucking just... Like all of her Instagram posts. You like every single one of them. <laughs> Works every time. Uh, you can pr probably tell by looking at me that I'm in ketosis right now. Oh, I was in ketosis. I accidentally ate a blueberry today, dude. So I'm fucked. Now I'm just a guy who like casually drinks butter for no reason. Um, if you guys, I read about ketosis and I was like, dude, I gotta try this thing. Uh, ketosis is crazy, man. So normally your body, it turns, uh, carbs into fuel, but you can actually retrain your body to convert fat into loud opinions. So it's this crazy thing. Um, tips for keto diet. When you're going shopping at the grocery store, just make sure to avoid all the aisles with food and you'll be fine. Uh, I keep getting a wreck during my meditations and I feel like it's a problem because I, but I feel like meditation, oh, what's up? I feel like meditation's like this, like inherently sexual, sexual thing. Cause I go to these group meditation things and, uh, and like they like burn incense and like, I like close my eyes and for just like 10, 20 minutes, I just like, I'm thinking about blowjobs in, in this extremely formal setting. And I feel like that that's just like a very weird thing to do. Um, you guys meditate, you guys ever do this? You, when you're meditating, you, you guys ever, because you're supposed to like have a, like your mind goes away and you bring it back to the breath and your mind wanders again, you bring it back to the breath. Um, but you guys ever have like a thought that's like so juicy, you're like, I'll get back to the breath, but I'm going to chill here for a second. Uh, this one's good. I'm gonna stay here for a second. Uh, all right. I'm from Seattle, and I actually uh, just quit drinking coffee, which is like very hard to do in Seattle because it's so culturally ingrained. Coffee in Seattle, like quitting coffee in Seattle, is like trying to quit weed in Seattle. It's uh, impossible. People will literally wear these shirts or like brag about how addicted to coffee they are. I saw somebody with a shirt that said, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. I saw another one that said like, but first coffee. Like that's, 
crazy because you wouldn't see like like a meth addict with a shirt <laughs> or shoes or shelter. <laughs> All right, that's my time, guys. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, for Jesse Wayman. If I'm the camp, uh, the kid in theater who never grew up, then Jesse is the like jock kid who didn't study for his test. You see him like looking at his answers. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it when male comedians like really show us the penetration. I love that. I'm like, thank you for giving me that beautiful visual. I saw his stance. That is the stance he makes. Yeah, the trick to making a woman come, I don't know, like lick the back of the spine and scratch the back of the kneecaps while penetrating and promising security. Just off the top of the dome, that's all I got. Um, all right. How's everybody feeling tonight? How's the energy in the room? How is it? This is what Ariana Grande does every night on tour. She's, she gets into this pose. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she sits like this in a stadium filled with millions of people. And she's just like, she has the power. That's why um, she's backing Kamala Harris for president, and as am I, because we need a strong black woman in office. Yeah! Woo! The crowd went wild, mutiny. The crowd went wild. Yeah, Ariana is backing uh, Kamala. She came out with a new single. Yeah, you love it how she moves. Yeah, you love it how she touches you. Kamala, when all is said and done, we need a woman like her. All right, coming up next to the stage, we've got. Put your hands together. I don't know where he is. Jack Ferguson! What's up, guys? Do you guys know that uh, Ariana Grande is not even Mexican? She's Italian. She, cha she changed her last name so that she would seem more ethnic. That's true. You can look it up. No, it is. You can look it up. She, I, I do not fuck, uh, I do not fuck with Ariana Grande because the way she did Pete Davidson, uh, she's a bitch. She is. I'm here to say it. Ariana Grande is a bitch. I want the airwaves to hear it. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of a, this is pretty on brand for me. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I, uh, I had a, there's a homeless person I was walking down the street the other day. He said, you look like the fuck up son of a CEO. And this dude, I don't know if he was asking for money or, like, he just roasted me harder than I've ever been in my, like, life. And I was like, dude, do you want a dollar? Like, that's not the correct way to get a dollar from me. Although I am rich, so I do have a lot of spare dollars. Um, yeah, no, I grew up wealthy, and I, I try to keep that to myself, generally, because people will like you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. People like you less if you tell them that you grew up wealthy, uh, which is an odd turn of circumstance for me because, like, since when did poor people start looking down on rich people, you know? <laughs> like, that seemed, it used to be the opposite. Uh, 
just watch out. This is how the French Revolution started, guys. Um, which wouldn't be a problem for any of you, but it would be for me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, have, I have jokes that aren't blatantly classist, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't? Okay. Well, I'll try. Uh, you know, like when two people have the same thought, like they'll have the same thought and they'll be like, oh, great minds think alike. You know that? You know what other kinds of minds think alike? Medium minds. Like mediocre mic <laughs> mediocre minds also think alike. Minds at every tier think alike, you know? What's crazy is when you see like a low tier mind reach up and have the same thought as a great mind, you know? It's like, whoa man, get that get back down there, you know, stay in your lane. Uh that thought is out of your league. That was the tag that I was gonna end that with. Um cool. I think that all I think that in order to solve the uh the patriarchy we should teach all women jujitsu. Uh, that way they can fight off attackers, assailants. And also, I think it would have the added benefit of making men who learn jiu-jitsu very suspicious. You know, <laughs> like, why are you trying to learn how to defeat a woman? In, you know, like, you're trying to rape someone? Uh, no? Okay. Moving on. Um, I was at a strip club the other day to do an open mic. There's an open mic at a strip club. And I thought it was kind of funny because there were a bunch of comics just standing outside of the strip club waiting for the mic to start. And the strippers would walk in and you could tell that they didn't really know what was going on. They were like, why are all these skinny white guys standing outside of the strip club? And why do they all have notebooks? Like, <laughs> like, like what's going on here? You know? Um, when I was we went, when I was in there, the strippers would come up and and like we were in a separate room, uh, uh, from the st actual strip club. There wasn't a performance going on because otherwise there would have been no contest. No one would have been paying attention. But uh, one of the comics who I won't name was like talking to one of the strip strippers, and then I just started to hear the stripper like yelling at him, like "fuck you," and then left. And I later learned that he had like uh, asked her like how much it would be to sleep with her, which is a is an asshole move if you know like stripper etiquette, right? Uh, which I do. Uh, <laughs> but I was thinking about that. It's like why is that such an asshole move? You know, like the job of a stripper, you are naked on top of a man most of the time. Really, how much farther is it to fuck them, right? Like, and if you think about it, yeah, prostitution is illegal, but that kind of makes it cooler. Like, prostitution is a punk rock stripper. You know, um, this is not relatable. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was watching YouTube videos late last night. You guys ever get into like the mood? late at night where you're just watching ridiculous YouTube videos. I think it happens to everyone. And I realized that like during the day I'm a pretty sane person, but wow, the host is doing a handstand in the back, <laughs> in the back of the, <laughs> you have so much energy. I love it. Uh, but while, you, you know, like during the day I can defeat, you know, I'm logically sane, but during the night when it's 2am, I am one YouTube video away from believing literally anything, you know, like I, I, the problem is it's dangerous enough for me. Like I am, intelligent enough at two o'clock in the morning to understand an argument but not smart enough to defeat it logically you know and i'll wake up in the morning the same way you wake up after like a drunken night like whoa what happened last night but instead it's like whoa what did i believe last night like what was i what was i thinking um all right that's about it thanks guys <laughs> Assholes, though.
so I'm one too, I guess. If we are what we have, and we have what we are, you are what I am. And Ariana Grande's last name is just Grandy. She did not change it. She pronounced it Grande because it sounds better. Ariana Grande. All right, semantics. Uh, woo! Let's just just know she has an army, and we will uh, we have all defended her. Yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know what anybody said, but. Um, all right. Um, a lot of people ask, like, what do you do? You know, how do you live in San Francisco? What do you do? How, and, they, and they're always like really curious, like, what do you do? How are you doing this? <laughs> and for me, um, I am, I'm just gonna be honest, I am a whore, yeah. I am a whore, I am a stripper, um, I am, I am, a, I am, a, I am well, a whore is a prostitute. But yeah, I mean, you gotta respect the sex workers, the body workers out there. Yeah, your girlfriend. <laughs> but I mean like in general, in general, like when you get one, like, there's gonna be an exchange there, you know what I mean? Like, for my situation, I live with my boyfriend. Um, he, I, you know, he, he's, he's 53, um, so it's kind of awkward calling him a boyfriend because he's a man. But I mean, I love him. He's got so many great qualities. He's, he, like, we went away, we went to Healdsburg. He told me he was endlessly fascinated by me. But it's like, I know that, that's on the resume. <laughs> like, like, I'm, a, I'm a, a house whore. I make a house a home. And I'm okay with that, it works for me. San Francisco is a beautiful place. The sheets are soft, he's got a good dick. Like, I think it's just okay for us to accept it. And, and it's okay, I, I am, do, I, 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 there is some shame there, there is some conflict there, I'm working with that. But the main thing is um, that I'm not hungry, so. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> put your hands together, put it, your hands together, get the energy up, come on, clap, clap. We've got Vishal was talking about strippers I'm pro stripper pro female empowerment whatever but like the guys who go to strip clubs are, are weird to me right because like what they want is sex but they're not gonna get it but they keep going back you know that's weird to me that's like you wouldn't go to the Home Depot to buy lumber pay a hundred dollars to see the lumber and leave thinking I bet they'll let me buy it next time that's a good joke. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not Indian. Indian. I'm white girl in San Francisco. Indian. Love drinking chai with my girls. <laughs> Getting tikka masala. 
and not fucking Indian guys. <laughs> hey, I got a question. If bullying is so bad, why does it only happen to the annoying kids? <laughs> I'm just saying. I, think, I feel like bullies do a pretty good job vetting their targets. Never happens to the popular kids. You don't want to get bullied? Easy. Be cool. <laughs> Yo, I was bullied. Thoroughly necessary. Look at me now. I am a bully. I'm a douchebag. I got roasted by Jesse yesterday. I think one of the best roasts was uh, dating me is like uh, dating a douchebag with none of the white privilege. <laughs> Uh, love 23 and me killed off the whites. I don't have white friends anymore, just Slavic friends. And one really light-skinned black friend. <laughs> uh, I'm going to move on from that bit. Uh, my friend asked me to teach him how to do yoga. I don't know how to do yoga, so I said yes. Because how hard could it be, you know? I'm Indian. I feel like I could just figure it out, you know? Like how a, a Native American just feels it in their feet. What is it they feel in their feet anyway? Certainly wasn't Columbus. <laughs> Edgy. So anyway, I took him to the park and we did child's pose for 45 minutes. <laughs> and people thought we died. People thought we died. Uh, went on two dates with this girl. Lent her my favorite book. Haven't seen her since. Can't believe I considered dating a criminal. That light was very early. <laughs> That's, that, I don't believe that light at all. That's no way. No, not at all. Can't believe I considered dating a criminal. It's bullshit, man. Uh, you shouldn't, uh, I forgot the rest of this bit. First time we met, we started making out immediately. I was like, yeah, she probably likes me. This book thing, foolproof. Uh, low risk, high reward. Uh, it was too early. <laughs> I was like, this book thing, uh, definitely a safe move. Uh, turns out, that was her ploy the whole time. Make out, take book. Foolproof. Vishal proof. You shouldn't give stuff away to someone that you just met, you know? I feel like there's a cutoff window. You shouldn't give stuff away to someone you just met. A book, a jacket, love. I didn't even want to give uh, this book to her anyway, but my ex told me that I wasn't giving enough. So I was like, yeah, this'll show her. I was showed, guys, I was showed. Uh, new jokes, bear with me. My ex and I broke up because she said I thought too highly of myself. Now that's the light. My ex and I broke up because she said that I thought too highly of myself. And it's crazy that she would even disagree, you know? It's crazy that she would disagree. Because I think too highly of myself. There you go, Max. Uh, but what, uh, what happened was when we broke up, we did bar trivia together all the time, and I would carry, she would do nothing, and she would get mad at me. But how is that on me, you know? Like, you think Garfunkel was angry at Simon for being better? You think between Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, Pippen had illusions about where he stood? He was just happy to get a ring, you know? 
He was just happy to get a ring. <laughs> I think that's my time. Uh, thank you so much. All right, I got one more thing I want to say. A lot of my female friends uh, will tell me that a lot of my female friends will tell me that they like guys just because they're tall. And I was like, that makes no sense to me. But then I realized I love Luigi. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Vishal, Luigi, yes, all right, um, got not much to say about Luigi, the, what is that, a Mario brother? Oh, Bernie. Bernie, we got a Bernie fan, okay, that's why you didn't clap at my Kamala thing, so you were, <laughs> noted, noted, um, now, were you with Bernie the first time around, and now you're like hardcore still on the train? Most spiritual, most spiritual. Hey, I love. Yeah, yo, I, w I, w I, w I was having spiritual experiences with Bernie the first time around. Yes, I was having a, a spiritual experience the first time around with Bernie. Um, I myself was like, yeah, he, 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 that thing that happened with the bird, I thought that was a sign from the birds that the environment was for Bernie. Do you know what I'm talking about? A bird landed on the pedestal. We guys all we all know that Bernie brought a bird. You guys don't know Bernie was speaking four years ago at to a college at a rally or something, and uh, a bird came and flew and landed right on his pedestal where he was speaking, and he acknowledged the bird, and the bird acknowledged him, and he was talking about the environment, and then the bird flew away. That is how I decide that it, it won my heart. It won my heart because the birds energy is real. Nothing is ever created nor destroyed. And the birds have the truth with them. Like this baby probably used to be a bird like a few year lifetimes ago. Bye. Tweet, 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 tweet. Um, all right. Oh, all right. Well, um, coming up to the stage next, we have, um, Someone who has really rivaled the stage, so you guys better give him your utmost respect. Put your hands together in a round of applause for Fiat Chase. Don't laugh. Fiat Chase. Hey, if you're in a gay bathhouse and someone yells, he's having a stroke, does anyone come? Because that that's so weird. Yeah, don't laugh. That was good. You know who's not coming to the gay, going to the gay pride parade? This guy that came up to me on 16th and Mission like a month ago, just like gets in my way and is like, it's like, it's like, I have to ignore so much shit. I knew you were a Kamala Harris supporter by the way you started off your set. Pay attention to that, guys. Peter Rossimano running for mayor. Money out of politics. It's one to think on. Um, I know some motherfuckers. Tic Tacs. No, you know what? I think should have. When I get a car, I'm going to get a vanity license plate that just says license plate. You know what I mean? Like, they're calling it in. My dad was a cop, too. I can get, like, have some fun. I'm like, yeah, can you run a license plate for me? Sure. Yeah. Ready when you are. Go ahead. Yeah. License plate. Yep. Good. What about, um... If I ch officially change my name to just like name name, yeah, we got a guy, a uh, homeless guy, a uh, famous writer. Um, yeah, you're the homeless director of the San Francisco Institute of Contemporary Art. You used to uh, 
be a gallerist uh, for the Santa Cruz Institute. You're a legend? Loose Pete? What? Can you run name, name for me? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, name, name. So Tic Tac, I'm in recovery, but like Tic Tac has like, um, they have weed, weed Tic Tacs now. If anyone is a, that's a suppository. If it, does anyone have a breath mint? I'll just put it right up my butt right now. Anyone? I'm like alive. She's not too happy. Fiat Chase in the house. The legend. Um, strip clubs. I like them. Notebook. I never thought of that one. This girl was, I love hitting on girls. I do. I'm pretty good at it. This girl, cute girl walking dogs the other day. I'm like, you can walk me if you want. She's like, like oh. she's like, I'll think about it. Maybe she will. We got barista issues. <laughs> got, my issues are pretty fucking tight, though. I'm a badass. That's what happens. Uh, strip clubs. Chicken wings at the strip club? That's a bad idea. Like, who came up with that? Like, I know they're cheap. Like, if you're not, like, a gentleman, you know what I mean? Like, girl comes over, fupas all, bald fupas all. Oh, you're the bouncer. Uh, sir! Sir, did you did you touch the dancers? Sir, that's blue cheese, sir. We're going to have to ask you to leave. You know what I mean? I don't even know what's going on with the gig economy. I don't I read up a lot of stuff. I still don't understand it. We got a lot of catching up, but like strippers now say that the exotic dancers say they can make more money at McDonald's. Yeah, that's going to go well. Like you're just there at like 1 a.m., 1 p.m. getting lunch. Hey, yeah, enter your order. Yeah, can I get some fries with that shake? What you say to me? Uh, can I get some fries with that shake? Yeah, all right, you know what I mean? I like strip clubs. Got thrown out of the Spearmint Rhino in Las Vegas, got welcome back the next day, smoked meth, got free fucking tickets to Cirque du Soleil. That shit was tight. Fucking comedy, man. What is gonna happen in this world? What's gonna happen with comedy? Straight pride parade. You know the liberal, most liberal thing that happened to me? I was at Pete's. A woman called the police on me for calling her ugly. That's the most liberal thing that's ever... She had to lie about it, and she gets on the phone. He's, he's threatening people like... Yeah, I'm like... I have, to, I have to... I'm like, now you want me to call? I'm like, they know me. You want me to call? I'm like... I did leave. I mean, I was being, like, appropriate. I was being loud. Fuck, you got to get loud sometimes. You know what I mean? You gotta get loud. Get loud. The Vice Guide to Eating Pussy. That really, dude, you know what you do? It's epic. I had a 20-year-old Puerto Rican Italian lesbian compliment my pussy eating skills. One minute. You, you take the tongue and you spell out the alphabet like this. You go A, B, C, D. I remember one time I was, uh... Like, a little Sergio Mendez is good in the bedroom, too. I'd just done, like, taking a shower with this girl, go back. Sergio Mendez, I'm, like, dancing in her from behind. I got a nice dick. Fucking, she was laughing. Her friend, like, the next day, the little fuck rabbit, not, next week, and I'll end with this, like, gave me the fuck me eyes. You know those when, when you see him, right? Hey, no, fuck me. All right, he was looking down. All right. No, it's cool. You're cool for straight pride parade. All I have to say, last joke, what the fuck? That's what, don't, in a gay porn theater, don't yell out, he's having a stroke. That's what happened to Pee Wee Herman. Now he can't live it down. I'm Fiat Chase. That's it. Was I right or was I right? All right, moving along. We've got up to stay. Bring it up. Cody Abe. Cody Abe, Cody Abe. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Cody Abe. Uh, 
Did, you, did anybody notice notice that when she was going to call up Jack Ferguson, she looked at me? That was like, wow, I'm a white man. <laughs> oh, no, that's great. Uh, I think you can tell a lot about someone just by looking into their eyes. You can. You can. You, tell, you can tell if they're, uh, they're a liar like Vishal, if they're tired like Max Eddy, if they're Asian. You know, you could just you could have just looked into my eyes and just known. It, it would have been offensive if you didn't assume, you know, that I'm Asian because I am. I'm Asian. I'm proud. I'm Japanese. The headband is for emphasis. You know, I, I'm going for a sushi chef that gave up. You know, just guy comes into a sushi bar that's closed down, that's derelict. There, he's just like, "We need you for one more sushi job." And it's like, not since the Fugu incident. And then I'm just. You know, the whole movie goes from there, right? Just the whole sushi, like Jiro, I dreamt of sushi. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's, that was a riff, guys. Fuck yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Not the, like, oh, never mind. You guys know what I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does anybody remember uh, I, I really like like does anybody like pizza yeah. stupid question right what's your favorite pizza place mine is pizza hut fuck all those uh those mom and pop shops fuck all those other other chain pizza restaurants pizza hut is the best because of book it does anybody remember book it all right it's it's this thing that elementary school students get to do where you remember that shit Yes. Yeah, you guys don't read. Okay. So basically, in K through six, the teacher, if they, uh, they want to make their students fat enough, give their students an opportunity to read books, and they get coupons for personal pan pizzas. I fucking love that shit. Like, you're telling me that I can just read a book instead of going to just playing basketball and w hoping that some parent that doesn't care gives, buys pizza for a potluck? All right, let's go back to that riffing thing, huh, guys? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay, uh, I love, I like tennis. I do. Uh, also, the, like, tying back to the headband thing. I had a really good joke about headbands, and you guys, you guys missed it. Yeah, no, no, you missed it. You missed it. So this, all this context, this doesn't make sense in my Netflix special right now. You guys just walked in on my net. How do you feel about it? No, I'm kidding. Um, no, no, you got a good seat, man. Uh, you guys comics or no? Yeah, yeah. Comic? You can do comedy? Oh, yeah, okay. I haven't seen you before. I'm sorry. If you're really good, I'm sorry. Please. Okay. Okay. That means you're amazing because no, no right comedian in their might rhyme, right mind. Might rhyme, 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 rhyme? I fucking can't talk today. Okay. I think, I think I'm like, I think fiat just energy just came all over my face. I don't know what's... That's disgusting. Okay. So tennis. We're back to tennis. Um, this is a very unproductive set. <laughs> tennis. What are you talking about tennis? Let's go to another joke. Okay, fuck it. So uh, growing up, like I, I mentioned that I'm Japanese. Growing up, I really wanted to be Chinese, though, because of uh, Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jackie Chan. Turns out being Asian in America just makes me Jackie Chan, you know? I can just find a black friend, and we're rush hour. No one's going to question. No one has the balls to say, you're not Chinese, right? And then I, I just go off on like, because they'll just say, hey, it's rush hour. I get that pop, pop culture reference from 10 years ago. That was a great, okay. Oh, fuck, guys. 
Thank you very much. Say whatever you want. Like, hey, Harigi, I'm so glad you came in tonight. Free speech, right? <laughs> um, exactly. Marianne Williamson. I'm for her. And guess who else is? Cher. Do you believe in life after Trump? Mary Ann Williamson is running. I just hope she is famous in the home. Do you believe in life after Trump? Mary Ann Williamson is running. I just don't think she's famous enough, no. I did it for you. Coming up next to the stage, he's been a real trooper of a friend to me throughout the years. Everybody put your hands together for Sam Labooty. Hey. Hope you guys are doing all right tonight. Things have been going pretty good for me lately. Uh, I just got a new apartment, which is cool. But uh, my apartment, every time I'm outside smoking a cigarette, I notice that there's this guy that lives near me who always bothers me, and I fucking hate this guy. One day I was sitting in my backyard, just kind of minding my own business, and this guy just strolls into my backyard. And this is how I know I have some level of social anxiety, because as soon as I see this man, my first thought isn't, why is this guy in my backyard? My first thought is, I don't have to fucking talk to this guy right now. And he comes up to me, he's like, you smoke weed? I'm like, not anymore. And he's like, you do coke? And I said, sometimes. And so he busts out a crack pipe and begins to smoke crack in front of me. And he's like, you want some, man? And I was like, nah, I can't. I got a drug test coming up soon, which isn't true. I don't know why I felt like I had to give this guy a valid enough excuse of why I didn't want to smoke crack with him in my backyard. But his response to this, ladies and gentlemen, is the greatest fucking thing I've ever heard. He just looks at me and goes, come on, man. It's Saturday. <laughs> because, of course, we all know Saturday is for smoking crack. That's right. We're all aware of the weekly Saturday smoking of the crack. We're all aware. But no, uh, I do fuck around with drugs a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you guys do. This guy is obviously fucking coked out of his goddamn skull, this gentleman. Um, but no, some of the drugs I take are by prescription, but they're drugs that people do abuse, which I don't understand. I take Adderall for ADHD, which is a drug that people will take recreationally, which I don't understand. It's just like, oh, baby, you know I got those Addies, baby. You know I got those Adderall tonight. We're going to get so focused. Baby, you know I got those Addies tonight. We're going to do so much math. Someone take John's keys. He's doing calculus. He's too fucked up to drive. I don't understand that at all. But uh, fucking, where am I? I got a new joke coming up. Oh, um, <laughs> so get ready for it. It's not good. Um, but yeah, no, I'm making a lot of changes. Like I said, got a new job, got a new apartment. Uh, the new job is interesting. I work from home now, which is weird. It's definitely a bit of an adjustment. I noticed that working from home, there's a way more lenient masturbation policy. <laughs> That's definitely one thing. But no, I kind of miss my old job. The people I worked with were very interesting. I didn't fucking like any of them, but they were interesting people. This one guy I worked with always called me Boo for some reason. And I thought, like, all right, that's this guy's thing. He just calls people Boo. That's fine. And then I started to notice he was only calling me Boo. He walked by me one day. He's like, what's up, Boo? I'm like, hey, man. And then this lady walked by, and he looked at her and went, hello, Barbara. 
I'm thinking, either this guy thinks my name is Boo, or we're in love, you guys. <laughs> That's a June wedding for me and my Boo. But no, making a lot of career changes. Um, Career-wise, I've never done well. After high school, I realized I didn't want to know, I didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And so instead of stopping and saying, maybe I should think about this for a little bit, I stopped and thought, maybe I should go into debt about this. <laughs> and I went to college. And I immediately took two separate classes on comic books and two separate classes on movies before I realized maybe this isn't worth $10,000 and I fucking bailed and began a very lucrative career in the uh, video game uh, store industry. I got a job at a video game store that closed two months after I was hired, so that was good. Um, I couldn't believe it when they gave me this loan. Um, because I didn't realize that I was technically an adult at that point in time. I was like, word, you guys are going to give me $10,000 for this fucking... You don't realize that I am but a boy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I didn't realize that I was technically an adult. One time my college professor uh, bummed a cigarette off me and I almost had a full body orgasm. I was just like, oh shit, he thinks I'm a real boy, a real man. Fucking hell. That's the new that's the new one I was saying was coming up with. That will never be told again, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy that one time. I'm gonna do fucking um what they gave me the light, so I'm gonna I'll just do this one more. Um yeah, like I said, I'm making a lot of changes, got a new job, got a new apartment. I went to the gym once. That was cool. I couldn't really do it though. It wasn't so much that working out is hard. It's more so the sheer amount of old men's dicks you'll see in the locker rooms of some of these gyms when you're changing. It's real and it's a problem. This one guy kinda put me over the edge though. I was like getting ready, all excited, and this man just strolls into the locker room, just fucking butt naked, this gentleman, and dangling there in front of me, the oldest dick I've ever seen. This man was like 50 or 60, but his dick was 102. It was like an elongated prune, you guys. It was like his dick hole had crow's feet, you know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting there, and I'm staring at this thing, and I stopped, and I picked up my stuff, and I left. And I haven't been back to the gym since, and I feel like when I die in like 20, 30 years and being so out of shape, it's kind of that old guy's dick's fault. <laughs> I feel like he shoulders some of the blame. I don't know. I feel like I've always kind of been fat. I don't really like telling fat jokes, though. Part of me feels like maybe if I don't mention it, you guys won't notice. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll just end on that one. Fuck it. Why not? I love you all. I'm Sam Labuti. Thank you. So y'all should give some bucks or take Instagram pictures and tag and share and tell your friends and be proud of your work tonight, boys, because you are working it out. And I, speaking for the rest of the world, am grateful that you're doing it here and not in a mass shooting format. Um, speaking of gyms. I'm in the market for an emergency preparedness kit that comes with a gym. Because, like, I want in those three days to, like, still be able to work out. So if you see one, DM me at Joanna's on Instagram. Joanna's on Instagram. All right, <clears throat> coming up to the stage, put your hands together in a big round of applause. Come on, do it. You haven't done it once. Woo! For Michael, you. Michael. Sudaba. Michael Sudaba. Sutumba. I'm basic and horrible. Do Michael Sutumba, everybody. Yay! 
up, guys? Ooh. How you guys just feeling tonight? Feeling pretty good? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah? I just want to tell you guys a story. Um, remember when someone first broke up with you? You, you did? Couple yes? Right after sex? No, no. In the shower? No. Well, this is how it happened to me. I had a girlfriend, my first girlfriend. We were only together for a week, but I would consider her my first girlfriend because we lost each other's virginities to each other. You know, that's how it, how it works, right? And <laughs> one night, my roommate that I was living with was not in my room, so I invited my girlfriend. I never had a girl sleepover. I invited her over. And I have other roommates that live with me in other rooms, so I texted them, hey, something's going to go down, and it's not going to be my dick. That's why I sent them. And I'm not, I don't really have a lot of authority in my household, but because I wasn't approved to be the RA in my household, but I assigned myself the title of dorm daddy, the daddy of the dorms, my housemates say. Uh, and being dorm daddy, I allowed my girlfriend to, to sleep over that night. And we had sex like the second time in our lives, you know, because I was a virgin. People remember the first time they had sex. I think the second time is just as good, if not better, right? And I remember the third time, the fourth time, I remember fifth time, and sixth time too. And after the seventh time, I felt like I was pretty good at it. Like, like I'm not really a professional or anything, but I felt like I was pretty good at putting a condom on my dick. <laughs> like, I'm not a pro, but I felt so good I could put it on with my right hand, which is like my non-dominant hand, right? I can't even cut like paper with my, with my right hand, with right-handed scissors, because I'm left-handed. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm fucking left-handed. But, I don't know, just at that time, I just was reminiscing, you know. Life was good. Like, if I thought about it, if I'm being really honest, like, I felt like the condom could have put, like, put itself on. Like, if I'm really, you know, being honest. Like, imagine you're at a barbecue, and, like, you have this hot dog on a stick, straight from the grill, and you're looking for some bread. Like, where the fuck are the buns, you know? <laughs> and then there's this nice lady with some buns just, just comes up behind you, like, hey, you looking for these buns, young boy? <laughs> and she just, you don't even have to say anything. You just, she just slides the buns right on your hot dog, and you just feel fucking grateful, you know? That's how I felt at that moment after having sex the se seventh time. <sighs> yeah. I just want to, like, you know, like, like when I smirk, <laughs> every time I look back at that moment, like, you know, that hot dog moment happened. <laughs> the next morning, I cooked her eggs and potatoes. Those were her fave, like BTW. And I remember serving a side of tap water. And I noticed she didn't drink any of this tap water. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, she's one of those girls that, she's one of those people that don't drink tap water. Felt kind of, you know, I was like, wow. Is that tap water? Uh, uh, okay, cool, cool. I was about to say. <laughs> I was like, okay, wow, bitch. Like, you didn't, you don't drink tap water. <laughs> so after, after finishing, like, I don't know. I was like wondering to myself, who's your, who's your dorm daddy? You know, like, who raised you? <laughs> so we went back to my, my place, on my room, and I started hitting from the back. And I was like, I'm, I'm new to this shit. This is my eighth time doing it. I'm like, what's this other hole? You know, I looked at it. It was probably her asshole. I and then she was like. You want to do anal, Michael? <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I was, um, I don't know, I was curious. I asked her, like, Did you, do you like me, like, being inside of you? And she said, 
She said, yeah, you know, she gave me a couple shoulder shrugs, not, not bad. <laughs> so I finished on her. And said, like, you like me finishing on you? Like, yeah, I actually like that part. It was actually the best part. The only part I really liked. I was like, oh. After that, we took a shower. We took a shower. And I would just remember listening to Dorm Daddy's favorite songs on the playlist. I don't know. I think my life was just as good at that point. Like, I had a good social circle. I was passing my classes in school. I was just winning in life. And I just started CrossFit, too. So I don't know what else could be better, right? So I asked for a blowjob. And she said, no, I can't, I can't do this anymore, Michael. Like, I don't feel anything while we have sex. You're just like a little bro to me. And that's when I, knew, that's when I realized, like, is this, is this my shower or your shower? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I also realized you don't really need a hot, you don't really need the bun to eat a hot dog. If you have a hot dog, eat it. You don't, if a hot dog has hot, cool hot dog friends and has cool hot dog classes and just start hot dog CrossFit, you don't need a bun to validate those hot dog accomplishments, you know? So go hot dogs. Thank you. And I'm still dorm daddy, by the way. <laughs> hot dog buns, buns, hot dogs, other kind of condiments, hot dog, hot dog, hot dog. Did you guys get what he was doing there with the hot dog? I love that. I love hot dogs because I don't eat them anymore. And as a person who has food issues, foods that I don't eat anymore, like solidly, it's, it's such a weight off my shoulders. It's like, I, just, I know I don't eat hot dogs. Like, I don't get stressed out about that. Um, good blowjobs find an ex or current bulimic the gag reflex that we eliminate over years of shame will really help you out. Yeah, and then it like will add, but just know that as she's doing it, it will trigger that shame from the bulimia, so she's gonna be real messed up. And you should probably get her some therapy. All right, up next, we've got, put your hands together for Max Eddie. Oh, you're Max Eddie? Wow. The fuck did that mean? <laughs> did someone tell you about me? What the, f the fuck was that? that was, okay, do I not look like my name? I, I think... Max, I do, right? Like, Max said he's a pretty faggoty name, and I'm like, I'm half a faggot, so it's like, it's cool. It's, do you guys not like me saying that word? I'm, I'm one of them, so it's fine. It's, uh, would you get mad at a black person if they came up here and said faggot? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. It's a great word. That's why. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm, a, I'm bisexual, so I can only say half of it. I can only say gut. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> the second half. Um, now, I actually, uh, I, I am bi, so I do like straight dating and gay dating. And straight dating is so much more competitive than gay dating. It's always just like a bunch of dudes outside a bar just like, okay, we're going to get laid tonight, okay? I need Chad, that and Brad on wingman duty. We're going to score, okay? But gay dudes don't do that. If gay dudes are huddled outside of a bar, one of them's just like, maybe we could just fuck each other? Uh, I don't know. We're already here, right? <laughs> like, uh, why not just cut out the middleman? <laughs> Better yet, I'll be the middleman. That's... That's a joke about uh, three gay guys um, defiling God's will uh, together. It's, uh, it's, it's wrong, and that's the best part. Um, 
So anyway, do, do people not like me saying uh, I, <laughs> I uh, am against man-on-man uh, 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 man action even though I uh, enjoy it? You can, you can double-think it, dude. I don't give a shit, dude. Jack, you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd fuck you and then pray that I hadn't. <laughs> Dude, it's just that's just that's life, dog. <laughs> that's I don't know why I said that. I'm never, never ever gonna say that again. <laughs> get that. <laughs> Not even just the fact that I targeted you specifically. Just the whole <laughs> I'm never, never gonna do that again. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> you guys like impressions? <laughs> I got this dope ass impression. You guys want to hear it? It's a, okay. It's a gay dude in Greece. Okay, this is an impression of a gay dude in Greece. Okay, this. Is Sparta. <laughs> I, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> a, I don't deserve to live doing that. That's great. I love doing it. Um, I've, been getting a, I've been getting a lot of ads for uh, mattresses. I bought one, and now I just get a bunch of ads for mattresses. It's so annoying. It's like, ah, buy a purple mattress, and you'll sleep 46% better. Ah. It's like, I, it's not the mattress. It's the thoughts. You know? Like, if I had different thoughts, like cavemen slept on bedrock. Eight hours, fine. I have to worry about keeping a labradoodle healthy, okay? I, I have a lot, never mind, that's not a clear, is the thought clear? Because I know the joke's not, but the thought is, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah thank you, thank you, this is good. Uh, I just, uh, this is my new thing, I just hold my arms behind, um, just, uh, and then I put a, a wiener in my mouth, that's my brand. That's, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I always, I look down while I do it too, because I'm ashamed. That's, um, you guys, I'm joking. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I hate myself. I don't know. I always thought it would be funny if I was, if I said <laughs> I was bisexual on stage and then I got people to clap and I'm like, hey, don't clap. I hate, uh, gays. Okay. I just, you gotta like pussy a little. That's, uh, <laughs> that's my rule. <laughs> don't get weird on me. <laughs> if I'm getting the light because I'm speaking my truth, you can go fuck yourself. Okay. No, it's, that was weird. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm really, I'm really skating by on likability, guys. I fucking hate it. I need to write jokes at some point. Um, I, once I write a joke, then I'm gonna take this fucking city by storm, dude. Um, this is Sparta. Do you guys like that? Was that? <laughs> Maybe I got another thought in here. Um, oh yeah. Um, I figure if I say that thing about me being me hitting uh, uh, gays, I could like transition to me talking about how I'm actually an asshole. Like people don't think a queer dude can be an asshole. I'm a fucking asshole, bro, dude. I'm a wolf in Twink's clothing, bro. That's that's a yeah. Okay, that's a play on words. That's not good though. Um, uh, I just um, just honestly, I just hope I I just I just I hope you guys vote libertarian. That's really. Um, <laughs> That's really what I'm here, and that's what I'm about. So if you guys, uh, Ron Paul 2020. Bye, guys. Thank you. You know, if I become president of Mutiny, I will say, you don't have to shake my hand. That's a lot of germs that we're passing around. But I guess we're all holding the mic. So I'm the idiot, actually. I, my bad. I guess if I'm holding the mic after every single person, then you have to shake your hands. This is my first time hosting. I just want to say thank you so much for being an amazing audience. Hey, what up? Uh, tip the jar or take a picture. Um, our final comic who came super duper late, but we still had time for him because he brought a friend and she is beautiful. And I'm just going to recognize you because I can and I'm a woman and you are amazing. I'm so grateful you're here and you are safe. 
Okay. <laughs> I got you. Okay. <laughs> All right, coming up, give it up for Joshua Salee. Thank you, thank you. Can everyone hear me? Yeah, sorry. It's my first time up here. First time up here. Yeah, yeah. Where's that guy who did Adderall at? Cause he's, oh, okay. I could really use something. No, I'm kidding. I, don't, I didn't understand why he, was jo- why he was ragging on you. Was he ragging on you about the cocaine? Uh, you have some? No. Uh, as I'm sure you know, um, there's, it's the presidential election season. There's 20, 30, I don't fucking know how many people are running anymore. But the Chick-fil-A sandwich that happened to be chicken, for example, so it sold $30 million in chicken sandwiches last year. Okay. To put that in perspective, 15% of the population of the United States is black. And there's always an issue with how do you get the black vote out? fucking Popeye's chicken. I swear to God, I think, I think honestly, whoever offered that to people, they'd get the majority of the black vote. Uh, I remember I had this girlfriend and her name was Megan and I'm like, all right, cool. For the internet. Her name was Megan and uh, I hate dating. I hate it. I hate going places, meeting people, listening. And my girlfriend used to do this really annoying thing called, you know, like you make a, a wish on 11-11. You remember that? Make a wish. And that bitch, <laughs> she'd hit you twice with it, like at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Like, you don't get to do that. You don't get, no, no. And she would wish for stuff like oh, health and we would stay together, stuff like that. Like, lame shit. Yeah. I just wish, like, just for some head, I don't know, for this conversation to be over. So I still text Megan every now and then on 11 11, actually. And I just, I'm like, hope you're doing horribly. <laughs> hope you're dead. Kidding. I'm kidding. So LeBron James, uh, I know it's an interesting transition, but LeBron James is, uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he is A&Ring 2 Chains album. Do you know what, A&R, if you're unfamiliar, A&R is artist and repertoire. They control all of like, they find the talent, they make the CDs, they arrange the songs. And LeBron James is doing that for 2 Chains. What do you think LeBron James knows about music? Like, how do you think that conversation goes with 2 Chainz? Like, hey, louder. <laughs> more, more bass. He gave, LeBron, I'm not kidding, LeBron James gave the advice to 2 Chainz, like, you should make this a double album. You can go platinum. He doesn't know that 2 Chains has released four albums, all of which have been double albums. So I guess 2 Chainz just, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious how those studio sh- sessions go. But I'm from St. Louis originally, and no one knows where that is, I'm realizing. Like no one, like no Uber driver, no one here probably. No, yeah, I just tell people typically it's by Chicago, and they typically get a general idea. 
I still think they're lying, but it's fine. And we don't have nearly the homeless problem that you guys have here. I think that goes without saying. But one of my favorite games when I walk by people are homeless is you know, dead or napping. You know, give them a little kick. Make sure they're breathing. Okay, I'm not a jerk. I be I'm jealous of some homeless people. I'm not gonna lie. They're tents, legit, right? Like bigger than my room. I, I just, they, I think it was one block over. This guy had a tent and a couch outside. He had a patio. He had a fucking patio. Oh man, I don't know. I just joined Bay Club, which is a gym in I think the financial district. And the only reason I joined it is because they have a steam room in there. No other gyms have steam rooms here, I've realized. And when I walked in the steam room, all that were there were naked old men. Well, much to the point of the dick guy. I don't know where he went either. And they're all reading the paper. They're all reading the Wall Street Journal. And I realize they're all reading last week's issue. And one person was actually not even reading it. He had his phone inside the paper. Is that we had we done with our time? Thank you. And I appreciate it. Thank you guys. That was your first time? That was really grounded and beautiful for a first timer. Congrats. All right. That concludes the first half of this two-hour production. So everybody, inside and outside, stand up, stretch your legs, do some yoga. I did yoga the other day beside a baby in this city, I kid you not. Front row, and if you know anything about yoga, the people in the front row are the lunatics. <laughs> They're crazy about the teacher. They, they like worship the teacher. And this baby had her own yoga mat, block, bolster. She had a box of tissues. Like she knew hip openers were gonna make her cry. It was crazy. She got through the whole 90 minutes, yeah. And then she gave me Molly afterwards. That's a cheap joke. That's a cheap joke. <sighs> um, yoga tree in the Castro. Okay, so the open mic is over. And now, coming to the stage for the showcase. El Hugo, he'll introduce it to you because I think I pronounced it wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together in a loud, roaring applause. Start doing it now so that when he gets to the stage, he feels your love. Put your hands together, Hayden Greifneal. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hi. Keep it going. Keep it going. We're not done. Keep it going. La we're, we're fucking loud. This is a showcase. This is not some two-bit open mic. We need like 10 times the applause. Keep it going. This is a fu Welcome to El Jefe, everybody. Woo! El Jefe by Warhol Kaufman. This is a real-ass showcase, a completely different from an open mic, and it's going to rule. You guys ready for some great comedy? A uh, couple things before I, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna host this thing, I'm gonna tell some jokes, then I'm gonna bring up a bunch of other comedians. Uh, before I do any of that, I'm gonna need some help from you guys. Uh, first, give it up for all the comments you're gonna see. They're all like in the audience and are most of you. Give it up! And give it, and everybody who's not performing on the show, give it up for supporting live comedy. That's so cool. That's the best thing. Give it up for CB. 
Who's a good boy? This is CB. Why did no one clap for the dog? What's wrong with you guys? Oh, good boy, CB. Man, I mean, I was leaving work just like 20 minutes ago, and my coworker told me to have a great weekend. I had to change all of my plans. I wanted to go home and have a shitty weekend after this. Not have to go on like a hike. Holy shit. I have to go home and have a great weekend. This is so distracting. Why am I doing any, why am I doing jokes? Why aren't I just doing CB material? What, CB, there's no food right here. Man, why do I even do jokes for people? I like dogs better than people. Dogs are the best. Man, you know why I know, you know how I figured out that I like dogs better than people? Uh, because I realize that every time I see a dog on the street, I treat it like I should not be treating women on the street. Like every time I see a dog walk past, I'm just like, hey, cutie. I like the way you walk. And then I reach out and I touch them without asking. And I'm like, you're soft. And CB's like, I am soft. Feed me more Mongolian beef, world. <laughs> that was what's going on before the show. Uh, what does it say? Uh, yeah, you might have noticed that I'm like a really like cool, relatable comedian. I'm like really fun and funny and great and not anxious socially at all. Uh, people think I'm awkward a lot, which is that's that's fucked up, right? Like, I guess I don't make as much eye contact as one might like become accustomed to in like a conversation. But like, no one who ever thought I was awkward because of that ever thought that like maybe your eyes are just ugly. And maybe I'm trying to look at something pretty for once in my life. Like, there's some cool carpets out here, man. They could put they put flowers. That's cool. I get compliments sometimes, which sucks. Uh, people people give me this one way too much. They'll just be like, "Hayden, you smell good," which like at this point definitely means that I look like I smell bad. And you were just like, it just tells me that you were standing over there, come at, looking at me, just come up with this whole narrative of what I probably smell like. You're just to be like, he looks like if someone spilled like yogurt on a dog <laughs> and then it got away before you, they could clean it up. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, uh, I did, I lost a bunch of weight uh, a while ago, uh, but I had to gain it all back. Uh, cause everybody I know had to fucking talk to me about it. It was, they wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let me talk to them about anything else. They wouldn't let me have my favorite conversation, which is where I am in the corner on my phone and they're talking to other people in a different part of the room. Uh, they just had to like come up to me and pry. They're just like, Hayden, you look great. How did, how did you lose it? Like, how did you lose Hayden? How did you lose it though? Like, how, how did you lose Hayden? How did you, how did you lose it? Hayden? How did, how did you, how, how the fuck did you lose the weight? How did you lose the fucking weight? Hayden, how, how did you like I lost it weird. Like people ask me how I lost weight. Like I lost it weird. Like they were like, oh, he lost weight. He must have like a system. He must have a trick. He could smuggle me into thin too. And I feel like people ask me how I lost weight like I expected me to send them to like a website. Like I was just be like, yeah, I just went on the deep web. <laughs> Got me one of the meatball viruses. <laughs> Turns out I was carrying a lot of extra blood weight. I don't know. Bleed until I'm pretty. Uh, <laughs> very gross joke. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. I lost the weight normal. Like, I, I moved more than 
I normally do for a while. I just like is like this, but like on a large scale. Um, I don't know, but people looked at me like I lost all the weight by like shitting. Like I was just gonna be like, yeah, I've just been pooping a lot more. More poops, bigger poops, faster poops, denser poop, harder poop. Just been smashing porcelain all over town. <laughs> That's a very gross joke too. Two for two, let's do it. Uh, I gained all the weight back and uh, no one asked me how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted fucking gains tips. No one wanted bulking up. I'll tell you what it was, Mutiny Radio and Mutiny Radio's one listener? How many? <laughs> thousands. Thousands of listeners. One thousands of listeners. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of uh, eating food that I had delivered to me from an app and uh, sitting perfectly still in the dark. Uh <laughs> It was my two favorite things in the world. It ruled. Uh, what am I gonna say? I've been. I actually been thinking about losing weight again, uh, be, mostly because I'm supposed to go to, on a trip to Japan in a couple months, and I'm like, I'm cool with this as my America weight, but I don't want to go to like another country and be like shocking to people. It's <laughs> my goal. <laughs> I just wanted to be show up to Japan and just be the fattest person that someone has ever seen in their life. And like, I guess I, I could either lose weight or I could like make a fat friend. <laughs> and honestly, I've gained, I've lost weight before in my life. I've, the other one seems harder. Make it. <laughs> this is, this is the joke that's gonna fucking lose all this goodwill I build up. It's, <laughs> It's it's an abortion joke, guys. I'm I'm sorry. I know I'm like a like a white man on stage spewing opinions about abortion. Like, what is this, Washington D.C.? But like, it's weird that I get a vote on it, right? It's weird that like I might have like some sway over whether like abortion happens or not because it's a surgery, right? It's I don't get a I don't get a vote on the other surgeries. I don't get to show up in a hospital and like look at their schedule and be like, spinal fusion, don't understand that, out. <laughs> Canceled. <Ugh. laughs> Doctor, can't. Blood transfusion, ew. Keep that blood out of that man. You don't know where it's been. It's gross. He's not a vampire. Ew. I'm not a doctor. Why do I get it? But I guess no one's like coming after the other surgeries though, though. Like no one's no one's out there like trying to take away root canals. <laughs> no one's in Congress being like, like God put thirty-two teeth in your mouth, and I think they should stay there. I did have to look up how many teeth are in my mouth to tell that joke. <laughs> and now that's just in my like my search history. Like I'm a serial killer. Like I'm just like on there like how many human teeth are in a human head? How do, can't how do you remove human teeth from it? Can you eat teeth? <laughs> Dude, how teeth flour baking tips? Why isn't my tooth bread flour rising? <laughs> Life hacks tooth bread. 
can is is tooth bread can you eat it on Passover? Does it count? <laughs> I I'm I'm a terrible Jew. I'm like I'm I'm a half Jew. I'm top half ladies. That's a dick joke. Um I is anyone here where's where are people from? Is anyone here f- like from the Bay Area? Zero. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm from, I'm born and raised in Oakland, uh, across the bridge, which I was actually supposed to do a show there tonight, but like, this is the closest like a park. Uh, I just, I, like, as demonstrated, no one is from here anymore. No, it's everybody, like everybody is from here moved away from me personally. And I'm very mad about it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's like seven of us left that were born here. It's like me and like a family of possums. It's terrible. Uh, I feel like my parents, they moved here in like the 70s. My mom was like a hippie. Uh, I feel like people must have been pissed when hippies moved here, right? Like people must have been as pissed about hippies as we are about tech people today. And I'm like, but we're so nostalgic about hippies now, right? We're like, oh, people were doing drugs. It was the summer of love. Music was good. Are we ever going to get there with tech people? <laughs> like, am I going to walk down Marcus Street in 40 years and just be like, everything here has changed. <laughs> Do you know what this used to be? This used to be Twitter. <laughs> you know, back in my day, a man worked with his hands on his laptop making apps. <laughs> a man made apps. <laughs> And he came home from work and his hands hurt because he had a repetitive stress injury. And he stunk to high heaven because he didn't really, he takes showers because he didn't date like human women anymore. He just dated like a woman, like an anime character printed on a pillowcase and she didn't have a sense of smell so he didn't see the point. That feels like it's been eight minutes, huh? Uh, I'm going to do one more joke and I'm going to bring some other comedians up. Uh, what are I going to do? I, I try to be woke. I try to be a woke boy. Uh, I try, but I think representation in movies and media really matters, uh, which is why I get pissed off every time I see like a movie with ancient Romans in it, because every movie with ancient Romans, they all have British accents, right? That's crazy. That's not what they were. That's the ancient Romans. They weren't British people. Ancient Romans, they were Italian people. All of these movies should just be like, hey, I'm fucking Julius Caesar. Hey, I'm a getting stabbed, mama mia. What's the matter, you, Brutus? Hey, I'm fucking Spartacus over here. No, fuck you, I'm Spartacus. I got your Spartacus right here. Mamma Mia Pizzeria. Guys, are you ready to see some other comics? I'll take that as a no. I'm going to get you guys ready. Before I bring up your ne- next comic, I need everybody in this room's help. Uh, for about 30 seconds sustained, we're going to stomp our feet. We're going to clap our hands. We're going to cheer on when I count to three. Can you guys do that? Yeah. Everybody, one, two, three. Walk out 
yeah, when we're clapping. I'll, I'll, I'll clap on your hand. <laughs> Guys, are you ready for your next comic? Yes. <laughs> your next comic is going to fucking crush. So everybody about that walked out of the room is going to be so mad. Everybody, she just hosted the mic right before this. Give it up for Joanna Bateman. Yes. Hayden and all you out there listening it's crazy I've been doing this for just a little over a year and I'm already filming my Instagram live special what up Instagram Scott oh you have my phone on right hey Instagram you guys are so jealous you're not on that live feed you could be seeing this live Hi guys, I'm Joanna Bateman. I am from Ohio. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm here in the Bay Area. The Bay Area to me, it's like, it's like my Europe. You know, I'm backpacking through the Bay Area. So are a lot of other people. And they, I think, are from my same Amish background because I saw them, they look like they're really not using the facilities, so. That was cool to see. It's my gap year, like I'm saying, my gap year here in San Francisco. But that's not true, because I met somebody. And I live with him now. And so, I don't know, maybe dual citizenship. We'll see. Right? Nah. Um, that, that's not for me. Marriage. Anyway, um, all right, yeah, the energy just kind of fell. I wanted to acknowledge that. People left, but we still have some people here. There are five people that I'm looking at. One dog. Let's not forget the power of a dog's comedy. Hey, CBD, what's going on? Sorry, I got distracted by a dog. That's why Warhol, you have a significant other, yeah? He has a very attractive dog, and he has a very attractive significant other. One goes with the other. Get a beautiful dog. You know what it shows? It shows that you're responsible. It shows that you can take care of another human being. You could feed another being. You can pet another being. It's important to women to be fed, sheltered, and pet. Um, I know I'm trying to um, appeal to the San Francisco liberal equality feminist movement, and I'm on the same train, y'all. I want equality, but I'm also very well aware that sex between a man and a woman from my POV is inherently violent. It's inherently violent. You are with a penis entering a vagina i mean that's that's like that is entering i mean even if you're not violent with it it's still somehow a, a moment right but here is how i am on the feminist train yes i am housed and live with a man who is mm, making sure that i'm taken care of okay yes i come from a long line of house women doing housework i don't bring home the bread but I can make a loaf of bread. <laughs> I found a recipe to a pumpernickel bagel, and I brought those to his mother. 
okay? Now, in exchange for those signs of affection, love, and respect, I give him my pussy to penetrate. That's also part of the deal. And we live in a house together that he bought before he met me. He pays the mortgage on, and I get to live in San Francisco. Ah! <laughs> I mean, I hit the fucking jackpot. Like, I don't care. And I am saying this, and the women in the room are uncomfortable because this feels crazy. And by women in the room, I'm talking to the inevitable female identifying person on the other end of this radio station that should be looking at the donate now button because we need money to keep places like this going. Um, but in exchange for the violence that is inherently in sex, we turn it into peace. I'm a peace, I'm a pacifist. I turn the act of penetration into like juicy, warm, dare I say, love making. And that can be done not just between man and woman, between man and man and woman and women. We touch each other's genitals, it gets wet and warm. And what is an act of invasion of the other person's space is turned into a soft and juicy moment of togetherness in a world that is so lacking of that. So yes, I am getting through to the point that I admit that I am a whore, but a happy, happy whore, okay? Uh, I'm an actress, you can't believe anything that I say. I make a living acting actually and modeling, and, uh, but by the age of 30, I did finally become a bride in a Toyota commercial. <laughs> yes, I not only you know, give my pussy away in exchange for house and food, I sell my whole form to big corporations. I mean, sell out, like kill her now. Like, oh, who are you? We've buried your kind with the hashtags of empowerment. Look, me fucking too, okay? Me fucking too. All right, sorry. Rage when I am experimenting with new things. <laughs> um, all right, what's a joke? Okay, um, this is an impersonation of The Little Mermaid doing stand-up comedy. Thank you. Yeah, I gotta get famous before I do that and break a hip. <laughs> like, vitamin D and calcium is important to my comedy career. Thank you for that. Um, I saw the Joker movie trailer come out today, and I saw Mark Maron in it for a split second. Yes, I have stalked and met Mark Marin and followed him myself in a Greyhound bus to Indianapolis, uh, to Indian IU, Bloomington, Indiana. I was got on a Greyhound from Ohio and followed Mark Marin to Bloomington, Indiana, where I was told by him that if I was a local that I would get time to open for him. And it turned into this whole thing because I'm a liar and a stalker and I don't have time. Nobody knows me in Bloomington. But I went there and I showed up and I'm like walking around the um, parking lot like, oh my God, I just stalked Mark Marin all the way from we met in Pasadena at his show and now I'm here in Bloomington. 
Bloomington, Indiana, stalking him, and I walk right past him, and I go into the bar next door, and I tell all of this to the bouncer. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? I think I'm stalking Mark Marin. He's like, do you have your ID? I'm just the bouncer. And I'm like, wait, I gotta follow this thing through. So I turn back around, and I'm, I walk up to Mark Marin, who's smoking a cigar outside of the, the comedy attic in Bloomington, and uh, he's like, I wave to him, and he's like, oh my God, you're that lady who's been emailing me. And I did not hook up with him. Yeah, I just wanted to cut to the chase of that real quick. He was actually a gentleman. And the joke of this story is that the Me Too movement is an umbrella. Because, yo, I felt that in that room. And that's not a joke, but that's a cool thing to admit and to say. And uh, thank you for this time, Warhol. I'm practicing being more honest with weird and wild things and finding the joke later. Yeah. Namaste, people. Thank you. Joanna Bateman, everybody. Give it up. 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 Guys, your next comic is going to come up here. He's going to be the funniest person you see in your entire life. He's going to crush. Everyone give it up for Kaiser Lieb. So I got uh, broken up with today via via text message. That was that was cool while I was at work. It was very cons- I didn't need to be able to think at my technology job where I do computers, it was actually very okay for me to be focused entirely on the contents of that text message. That was cool. Turns out we were in an open relationship, I found out, did not know that. For those of you who are not familiar, an open relationship is where she wants to call you when you're in Canada with your friends to yell at you because another woman liked a picture that you put on Facebook, and then also she wants to fuck other dudes. Uh, so I just, the alternative to that is a closed relationship where the relationship is closed and you can't go to it anymore, which is what I am in now. It's great. It's great. Yeah, uh, dating is dating is weird for me. Uh, my mom was hot, you know, and I don't mean in like an Oedipus complex way, because I would much rather have sex with my grandmother. Right. I got to be careful when I say that. Uh, I said that one time at an open mic, and this woman comes up to me at the bar afterwards, and she's like, "Excuse me." I'd like to buy this handsome young man a drink. Because <laughs> the grandma thing that I had just said, it sounds like I'm saying negative things about this woman, but I'm not. She, she was really cool. She told me about the time that she gave a hand job to Herbert Hoover in the White House. Yeah, I don't know, man, what is older than a cougar, but she was that. She was like a saber-toothed tiger. Except that she didn't have her dentures in, and so she was like a saber, no-tooth-having tiger. Which, another cool thing is, you know, she didn't have any teeth. My dad was hot, too. I don't mean, like, I just mean in, like, a a way where other women besides my mom wanted to have sex with him and did. 
which was a great way for us to receive like an endless supply of puppies when I was a kid because these women would get tired of his bullshit and then we had like three Rottweilers. That was that was great. I keep thinking back. I'm like, what did I do wrong in this relationship? And aside from the obvious ones where I would yell at her, uh, the, the, the thing that really did it, I think, was when my buddy asked to stay over. Uh, and he... Uh, I was gone. I was at her place. I get a text at like 2 in the morning. It's like, hey, Kaiser, can I sleep in your bed? And I didn't think about it because usually this guy just sleeps on the couch. But I was like, that's fine, dude, whatever. It turns out that he practices uh, safe sex, uh, which I got to find out about from my girlfriend when she came over the next day and found evidence of his safety on my desk and asked me, excuse me, what the fuck have you been to? Because she knows that I almost never use condoms. Like, even right now, I'm not wearing a condom. Thank you. No, I, uh, I practice uh, personality-based contraception. You know, you guys are out there wasting money on condoms and pills, and I'm just this way, man. I, I am like if the Walmart t-shirt section fucked a MacBook Pro. <laughs> you know, I look like I could probably fix your printer, but you would rather just buy a new printer. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that's cool about me, guys, is that I can make robots. My new girlfriend, though, she is a sex machine. <laughs> that's, that's right. I made her out of electric motors I bought on the internet. She is super hot, but uh, someday I'm going to fix that cooling issue. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thank you, audience member. Babies are stupid, right? Yeah! <laughs> Babies are just tiny immigrants from the future. And sure, right now, they just want, like, a handout and free health care. But you know later on they're going to be stealing jobs from hardworking millennials. We should build a really tiny wall. No, people complain, though, about dating. Fuck, I'm going to have to start dating again. And people complain about dating, right? Because they're like, online dating is hard. You know what was hard was regular dating was hard. You had to, like, meet somebody in a real place with your real mouth and talk to them with your face. And now you open your phone and you have Uber for pussy. And somehow this is worse. You're on there swiping on your Lyft for Dick app complaining because that's much, much harder than reading through the single section of the free newspaper that they give out in the lobby of every Mexican restaurant up in northwestern Montana. You know the one that I'm talking about where it's got like the well-composed shot of a dude dressed up as a cowboy who clearly is not actually a cowboy on the cover of it. And then you can read through it and it can be like, oh, well, Steve really likes bowling. And you're supposed to call Steve if you also like bowling bowling and the cowboy photo of him and the two of you have to talk directly on the phone you can't send a cute text message because this is before there are text messages because it's in the 90s and that was worse than online dating no it wasn't 
what it comes down to, guys, is that we are all bad at romance. We are all bad at sex. Is anybody in here really good at sex? Show of hands. Radio people, only one guy here is full of it. How do you know that you're good at sex? Did you get, like, a degree in intercourse? Did you win the World Fuck Championship? No. No. The thing is that you are deluded. You think that you are good at sex because every time that you have been in the room having sex with somebody else, they have been too polite to say anything. I am not good at sex, evidence would suggest. If we go back to the beginning of this set... Uh, so, ladies, if you're interested, you can find my photograph on the cover of any of the singles magazines that are available for free in the lobby of all of the Mexican restaurants in Western Montana. Have a good night! Kaiser League! Yay! Cheer, cheer! We're, we're clapping! Hooray! We're happy! Guys, are you ready for your next comedian? said, are you guys ready for your next comedian? Okay, I'm going to bring him up. Anyway, guys, your next comedian is going to fucking crush. Give it up. Get excited for Kelly Evans. Hell yeah. How's everybody fucking doing? There's a fuck Olympics? What the fuck? Did Did I mishear that? I just wanted to make sure if there was. Uh, no, I wouldn't make the qualifiers. <laughs> like, listen, I think sex is like one of those things where it's um, unpredictable, right? Like sometimes you're like, I'm fucking great. And then the next time you're like, ah, I'm done. I'm already done. Looks like it's nap time. Uh, yeah. How's, how's the two of you doing? I was going to say everybody. That seems like a strong word for two people. I feel like if, the t- like if people care too much about your two opinions, uh, we're in a bad situation. You know, like, not because of who you are, just because there's only two of you. Like, we shouldn't be dictating, like, quality based upon the fact that there are two people. So, fuck it. I'm just going to talk, and uh, the people on the radio, all uh, five of them who are listening, are going to lit. Yeah! I'm going to post this on my Facebook. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm from Texas, as you all fucking know. You all know I'm from Texas. Uh, something I've been thinking about a lot lately, though, is like this idea of manliness that you have to contend with when you grow up in Texas. It's so fucking challenging to grow up with. Like, Texas tough. It's like fucking, if I have to hear that phrase one more time, I'm going to lose my shit. And it's like the worst with the older dudes from Texas, like the old, the good old boys, right? Like, they could get hit by a car and just just not even be phased by it. You're like, dude, uh, are you okay? You're bleeding from the head. No, nah, I'm all right now. Nah, I got to head to work. I'm just going to go in. Not a big deal at all. You're like, man, I can see your bone. You're like, yeah, it does that from time to time. It does. Mm-hmm. Dude, seriously, you should probably get some help. Listen, listen. Uh, I may not be able to see out of my left eye right now, but old Randy, he's going to work. Who the fuck is Randy, man? Your name is Carl. Like, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just trying not to cry through another Marvel movie, right? Like, they're just so endearing. You know, nostalgia, nostalgia crying. Nobody else does that. All right, X-Men. All right. I think you're missing out. You're missing the point of these movies. All right. The X-Men are like a classically disenfranchised group. Everybody hates them. They're outcasts, just like all of us. Listen, if things are going well, will we be here right now? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, this isn't the punchline, folks. 
That's my point. Nobody's going to save this place if it starts to go under. All right. If anything, they're going to run to burn it down. They're going to like, <laughs> is that too much? All right. Pam's not here. That's fine. We're just letting loose. <laughs> Saying what we feel. All right. That's what comedy is all about. Fuck. Um, who else likes hallucinogens here, huh? Taking some acid, right? Fuck yeah. I've taken a lot of acid in my time. Anybody ever take so much acid that you can't talk? Right? And the nurse shoves a tube down your pee hole? Is that cool. Just me? All right. I feel like that needs a little bit more uh, explanation, probably. Uh, so in high school, I used to do a lot of acid. So in order to finance that, I sold a lot of acid. Real break-even system, right? So uh, one uh, Christmas break, uh, a week before Jesus' big day, uh, I bought a vial. And right before I uh, got it from the, from the dealer, uh, he told me, he's like, hey, Kelly, uh, be careful, man, because four people have already flipped out on this acid. And I was like, ah, I got it. And I did not even remotely have it. Not even fucking close. I knew it was a problem. Like, I took too much. Uh, whenever the guy who dosed me was like, uh-oh, <laughs> I think it's broken. I was like, that's not good. Also not a good sign. Uh, immediately hallucinating. That is not, like, you're not supposed to hallucinate after five minutes. If that happens, uh, hide yourself in a room. Don't talk to anybody. Uh, definitely don't do what I did, which is talk to your parents on the phone. That is... A horrible idea. Have you ever talked to anybody on the phone on mushrooms or acid? Just a disembodied voice. You're like, am I talking to God? And my stepdad's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You need to get home now. And uh, yeah, so that's what happened. I went home. I went home. But before I could go inside, uh, my friend who gave me a ride, we pulled up in my apartments, we parked, and he wanted to buy some of this acid. So at that point, uh, I'm like, cool, I'll do that for you. But then I blacked out. And so uh, from what I'm told happened, I basically just started pulling stuff out of my pockets and then just putting it back in and then pulling stuff out of the other pocket and putting it back in for about 15 minutes uh, before he freaked out, was like, it was fucking right there, man. Just give me the fucking acid. He's telling all my neighbors I'm autistic. It's a like I had to live there for another year and a half with fucking fake autism. Do you know how challenging that is? I'm not that good of an actor is my point. All right. Anyway, uh, that's kind of where things ended. No, that's not worth it. I, I actually went inside my house um, and I had cleared up for a little bit and then I'm gone again. But in my imagination, I was finding the key to the universe. Yeah, pretty deep shit, right? Yeah. Evidently, that involves uh, putting my mom in a headlock. So that was, it was, it was more of a head hold, okay? It's like, I didn't really, I didn't hurt her. All right? It was tender. It was like a nurturing headlock. She got, she got out, all right? That's fine. She, like, I didn't break anything. 